0: And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 192 today. Week four recap, week five preview coming at you on a Friday afternoon, 410 Eastern Standard Time. Um, Exciting week, a lot, of, a lot of good games, a lot of big matchups there were last week, um, a lot to talk about, power rankings, um, maybe some guys that I'm looking at as award favorites, got to get some teams games with just three weeks left in the regular season. Um, we're, we're, we're looking at a, a very good finish to the season and I'm really excited about it. Um, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, just an FYI, all games we played at Sarriville High School going forward, unless Told otherwise, assume Sayreville High School for the rest of the 2023 year. With that being said, um, Week Four was a big week. Had a lot of teams um, make big win, have big wins, get on the get on the win, get their first wins on the season. And uh, some teams maybe get humbled a little bit with some losses. So uh, interesting week. We'll talk about it here. Week Four. Let's get it going. First games with nine o'clock games. We'll start with uh, Texas A&M versus Texas. Uh, Texas A&M beats a shorthanded Texas team playing without Jimmy Flott, playing without Roman, and playing without Paulie. But they had a couple subs. Rhett and Marco Cota stepped in and played. Um, but Texas A&M was the better team on this day, takes care of business, and wins his game 46-20. to um, Just an overall dominant defensive performance, I thought, from A&M outside of the couple of deep touchdowns to Nick Venti, where Nick Hardigan was kind of playing out of position. Um, playing corner, I felt like A&M in the second half and towards the end of the first half really just took control of this game and never relented on the defense side of the ball, got a lot of stops, turned them, turned texts over a bunch. Um, Emmerich had a crazy, crazy series where he scores a touchdown and then two plays later on defense gets a, I guess we'll call it a fumble recovery touchdown. He intercepted a pitch. Um, and took it to a distance. So it was a 14-point swing in just a couple of plays. Really turned the game on its, on its head and kind of give gave a m all the momentum going into the second half. Um, Emmerich had a huge week. Uh, had a couple touchdowns in this game. Had a defense touchdown in the next game that they played. We'll talk about it in a little bit. I thought Garland did a great job extending plays, waiting for guys to get open. And when, when a quarterback is able to buy that much time in the backfield like Trevor's been able to do, a lot this season it shows how effective an offense can be when that happens and it was on full display on Sunday. Um, Ace was involved Hardigan was super involved in the offense this week. I know he always he has been through the first couple of weeks of the season but on this day he was making a lot of guys miss flags he had a lot of big plays down the field and uh, it's proved to be a very effective offense removing the ball and putting the ball in the end zone so uh, that connection is just is honestly one of the best in the league right now. Um, I thought A&M on defense did a really good job at holding a Texas team to 20 points. Tommy is usually a guy who scores in the thirties or the high twenties, but holding him to three touchdowns is a, uh, definitely a good feat for a defense and A&M needed these two games. I predicted them to go 0-2, um, on the podcast, which would have put them at 1-4, uh, Luckily, they do the complete opposite of that. Get the win in the first game, and then later get another win, and uh, they're going to stand at three and two. And um, they're, they're they it, it, I wasn't worried about them, but I guess when I picked them to go zero and two, I didn't even realize I did it. They would have been one and four, but uh, not the case. They proved me wrong. I had a rough week uh, on the picks. So I only picked one or two games right on the day, um, but a m played a really good game. As for Texas, they're not playing this upcoming week. They asked me for a bye. They're going to play two doubleheaders to end their season. Hopefully, Pauly gets back. Hopefully, um, hopefully Pauly comes back. Hopefully, Flot is okay. And they can kind of get the ship going. They sit at 2-2 two and two through four games, so no reason to panic for the Texas squad. But um, they need to get ready, and they need to get healthy, and they need to show up and play. Uh, I feel like they haven't had a full team yet this season, and it shows because uh, they've been a little up and down. Haven't been able to really find a groove yet, um, but I'm not worried about them. I think that being 2-2 two and two through four games is more than okay. Just have to probably claw out another win or two to make the playoffs. All right. Uh the other nine o'clock game was Stanford versus Kentucky. Uh it was a very good game on paper and it lived up to the hype. Very slow-paced game, only five offensive possessions each. Um, Kentucky comes out on top, 21-20. grief gets his first win against me uh, at quarterback in the league. I know he was really excited to hear that one and get that win off it, get that win on his resume. Um But all jokes aside, Kentucky is a very tough team. They did a great job um, pulling flags, not letting us really have a lot of yards after catch. We had to grind out all of our drives. Um, And honestly, I thought our offense played fine. Like We were able to move the ball, um, but they made it difficult for us. They definitely did. I got Jake really involved. This is the first game that I had a full line where Jake didn't have to play on the line. And it showed what the offense probably would have looked like all season had... The line been more, had better attendance at the same time. Um, But we're figuring it out. And I think last week, even though coming in a loss and dropping us to two and four on the season, I think my team was very um, upbeat and okay with how we looked. I'm not going to say we were okay losing, but we were okay. With, okay, we've kind of figured things out. We see what now what we can be on both sides of the ball with 9 out of 10 of our guys showing up. And hopefully we carry that going forward. I, uh, we have to only have two games left in the season. We're probably going to have to win at least one more to get, get into the playoffs. Um, I'm confident that we'll get two wins. Um, but we definitely have some work to do. and We probably gave, ourse- gave ourselves a little bit of a hole to dig out of um, about the game, though. Uh, we came down, scored a touchdown early to Jake, and then they came right back, scored on a touchdown to Jelani on fourth down and goal. That was a hard, that was a backbreaker for us early. I thought we could, we could, if we could have gotten a stop and going up by two scores early, would have put us in a really good shape. But they were able to score on fourth down. We come right back down the field, score again. I think I had a rushing touchdown, and then. They came right back down and scored again. Oh, no, no, actually, no. We actually got a stop. And then right before half, we weren't able to score. We were up by six at halftime. Then they came out. Jelani had a huge TD catch where he caught the ball and came all the way back across the field, losing about 10 yards in the process, but then ended up scoring a 45-yard touchdown. Jelani had a huge game. This one scored two touchdowns, made a bunch of flag pulls on defense. Um, he was all over the field in this one. And then we were able to score, not get our conversion, go up twenty to fourteen, but then Mike uh, Konish had a forty five yard touchdown on a screen where we had a little bit of a miscommunication or no maybe it was a screen and go. Regardless, it it was, it was a defensive breakdown. We weren't able to pull flags. They had a lot of, they had more team speed than we did or at least it showed in that on, on this day. Um, and our defense played well, man, but just obviously not well enough because we give up those big plays. Um, my defenses aren't used to giving up those big plays. That's usually not like an MO of my teams that I play defense on. But on this day, Hogreaves' guys made a lot of plays for him. Hogreaves played well. Um, our line missed a lot of sacks. Chris is really good at evading defenders in the backfield, so it's not surprising, but would have loved to finish some of those plays. My defense is usually very um, needing to uh, – cause pressure and create sacks and tough throws and dumps to linemen to really be as successful as it wants to be. So going to have to improve in that department a little bit. But Kentucky gets their conversions, which are championship type points, and they win this game 21-20. We had a fourth and goal from the seven. Jake catches the ball at the back of the end zone. They call him out of bounds. Um, Nothing we can do there. Just uh, hopefully next time we're in that situation, we're able to convert on fourth down and go go up with under two minutes to play. We almost got the ball back. We forced them into a fourth and nine, but credit Grief and that Kentucky team for being able to not give us the ball back. Because if we would have gotten the ball back, I was confident we were going to score and win the game. Um, And it would have given us a lot of momentum getting that stop on defense being within 20 yards or so. Actually, if it was fourth and nine and it ended up being incomplete, we would have had first and goal from the 16. So we would have had a lot of time because we had three timeouts with the three timeouts we used on defense, but she wasn't our day and uh, that's what happens. But we have to definitely lock up these last two weeks and get some wins to lock up our playoff spot. Kentucky improves to four and one Stanford down to two and four. All right. A&M second game of the day against Oregon. Uh, I picked Oregon in this game. A&M comes up on out on top 23 to 20 uh, Trevor. And the defense were very good again in this one. It was the same story from the last game, except Oregon's defense played a little bit better than Texas' defense did. Um, A&M got out to an early lead, led by two scores a majority of the way, forced a lot of turnovers. Emmerich had a pick six in this one. Hardigan had an interception early. Um, it was the worst game we've seen out of Justin, the quarterback for the Oregon team uh, so far. And I still thought he played okay. Um but he would tell you he probably he would probably tell you that he didn't play a good game, um, too many turnovers, just uh, not the offensive execution that we were seeing early in the earlier in his uh, for the last couple games in the league. But um, listen, no one's perfect. It's tough to come out every single Sunday and play your be the best guy in the field every Sunday. He had probably been one of the best players in the league the last couple of weeks on the offensive side of the ball. Definitely was playing like a top quarterback in the league, um, but. It, like I said, it's tough to play great in this league every single week. You're bound to have an off day every once in a while, and today was his off day. Um, and even with an off game, I know they scored a touchdown late to get the score to 23-20, but um, they fought throughout this one. The defense kept a minute when Justin wasn't playing well, and I think that's a big, good sign for an Oregon team. Uh, they only allowed two touchdowns offensively for the AM team, and one of them came um, in the final two, three minutes of the game, where a had to score to kind of put themselves back up two scores. So um, I'm not worried about the Oregon team. They came back later in the day and got a win against the Portland State team. So they're three and three going into week uh, going into week four. Um, but this showed a couple things. One, Justin is capable. If you give enough pressure on Justin, that mistakes could be made. Number two. It's great to know for Oregon that when their quarterback's not playing his best ball, they're able to stay in games because their defense is good and they pull flags and they make pass breakups in the secondary and they talk shit and they're um, they're loud. So I like this Oregon team. I think they're going to be a very dangerous team the rest of the way and in the playoffs as well. They've all but secured a playoff spot with eight of the ten teams making the playoffs. Um, and I think that that on if they have if they string together a few good Sundays in a row. They um, could be looking at a deep playoff run, um, but on this day, A and M and Trevor get this one done. Win the game twenty three to twenty. Not a lot to more to say about A and M. They had a complete. They are probably the best in the league in terms of team attendance, and it shows because they play well together. They play really good defense and uh, offensively. Trevor has a good idea of what they're trying to do and how they're trying to move the ball. And everyone kind of. Uh, understands how they're gonna move the ball and how they're gonna play offense. So I like this AM team. I like Oregon as well. I knew this was gonna be a really good game. AM in the second game of back to back comes out on top, gets their two and on the day. Probably their most they're definitely their most impressive day of the season, but probably one of the more impressive days in the league as a whole. Alright, the next game we'll talk about is the other 10 o'clock game, which was Colorado versus Tulane. Colorado I picked Tulane in this game and Colorado wins his game 30-6. to um, Dominant performance from Colorado's defense. Good performance from Colorado's offense. Um, Colorado looking like the best team in the league right now. Them in Kentucky. Um, I think those are the two top dogs right now. And they're two top dogs in the standings right now. Both playing really good football week in and week out. Um, both showing that they can win games using their offense and using their defense as a weapon to score points. Um, and relying on either side of the ball if the other one maybe not playing isn't playing their best ball. Colorado had two pick sixes in this game. Couple Justin had a couple offense touchdowns, or maybe they, they had three pick sixes in this game, actually. No, no, two pick sixes. Um, but they win this game 30 to six, they dominated throughout. Justin picked six, Venti had a pick six, I think Bowen had a pick six too, and then Justin had a couple of touchdowns on offense. Offense was moving well. Tulane did play some good defense at times, made them, uh, Made them um, earn their yards, definitely in the second half. Maybe the foot was off the gas a little bit by the Colorado team because they were up by so much majority of the game. I'm not blaming that. I'm not using that as an excuse, but um, that could be a reason why Tulane started getting stops in the second half. Um, Tulane's hit to 2-2 two and two now through four games. Um, I think they're going to move to Jeremy Cruz, full-time at quarterback. He wasn't there this week. Douglas High played quarterback. DeLon played a little quarterback on this game. Neither looked like they were really comfortable back there. Offensive line did not do a great job in this one for either quarterback. Um, would have liked to see just a better team offensive performance. I think even though the, the quarterbacks weren't moving the ball very well, um, there were probably things, maybe more quarterback design runs. Felt like when DeLon started running the ball from the backfield, a couple good things happened for them offensively. Yeah. Um, I don't want to judge Tulane on this game. I know I said they had one of the best defenses in the league. Well, their defense held them to only two touchdowns. But um, when your defense, when your offense is giving the other team three touchdowns, it's a uh, it's tough to stay in games and win games when you're turning the ball over three, four, five times. So um, I'm not going to overreact to this Tulane loss, but I'm going to I'm going to be um, very. Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I'm very impressed by the Colorado team. Um, they do a good job protecting Suroff. They do a really good job at getting Justin the ball, getting Bowen the ball, letting them do the work. Surov did a great job game planning. DeLon was going to cover Justin. And one of the ways to beat press is a lot of motion and um, getting guys going one way or another and on the move before the play starts. So, um Kudos to Suroff for having that game plan in there. And off defense defensively, Suroff was an absolute monster on the line, was getting through couple, last couple weeks. He's really upped his play at D-line. Think uh, Things are really clicking for this Colorado team right now. And uh, I think they sit as the top dog in the league. They sit at 3-0. They got two games this week. Going to try to get to 5-0 in the season. But um, whatever they do, they uh, they they adjusted and Suroff have good success in this league when they play together, and it's showing once again. 11 o'clock games, Oregon playing the second game of their back-to-back against Portland State. Oregon wins his game 34-14. to um, Oregon kind of got off to a slow start. Portland State was able to play good defense against a team who's probably a little bit tired from a tough-fought game earlier. Um, but in the second half, Oregon really took control of the game. Portland State really wasn't able to get enough going offensively to maintain um a chance at really pulling that one out. Um, Portland State's going to play. When Portland State wins games, you are probably going to be playing in the low 20s, high teens. If the game gets away from them a little bit, it's going to be tough for their offense because it is a inconsistent offense week in and week out. Not sure what you're going to get from them. Um, I like, like I said, I like what they're doing, just getting Malik snaps back there, letting him um, just catch the snap and kind of do what he wants with it. He can throw the ball. He's a good athlete and he's a menace when running the football. So, um, he had a big day. He scored a few touchdowns on the day between the two games. But Oregon won this game 34-14, pretty handily took care of the second half. Um, a couple of people came up to me during halftime said, I think Portland State's going to pull this one out. Um, and then I went over and started watching. And then Oregon kind of took that game by the horns a little bit um, and didn't relent in the second half. you got to give credit to an Oregon team. You go out in the first game of a, one, uh, of a doubleheader and you lose a tough-fought game against a really good team. But then you make sure that you regroup, even get off to a slow start. But in the second half, which is your fourth half of football in the day, you play probably your best half of the fo- half of football in the day. And without Alex Calker playing in this game, um, it definitely hurt their offense early. But I guess they were able to figure it out later in the game and kind of get the job done and put the points on the board. Big days from Billy Waters, Cyrus, um, and Keanu think those three guys are a are really good three-headed monster receiver. And Justin playing quarterback, sky's the limit for them. They win this game 34-14. Um, like I said, Portland State was able to move the ball a little bit, just was not able to punch it in their end zone when they were able to get inside the 20. Luckily for Portland State, they played a second game. It was the battle of the winless teams. Owen, It was 0-4 Portland State versus 0-4 Appalachian State. And Portland State comes out on top of this one, 23-0. Uh, Good game from Portland State, scored on a couple drives, had a couple. Had a, Had a safety. Anas was doing a really good job creating pressure. Appalachian State, this was probably the best they looked all season, probably because they had a quarterback play for them. Jeff stepped in. Uh, he's played a couple times before. Uh, hasn't played football in a long time, but um, at least got the offense moving a little bit. Had some fourth down conversions, got inside the red zone a few times, just wasn't able to um, put points on the board in this one. This is the second time being shut out in the season. Um and it's been a tough year Rap state like I said like I said every week lose your quarterback uh to an Achilles injury the first play of your offensive season it demoralizes and probably puts season in jeopardy as it is I'm not blaming those guys it's tough they had, they've had some attendance issues as well especially this week didn't have a lot of guys being able to play um Portland State in this one like I said Abdullah good running the ball Malik scored a rushing touchdown they had couple of this, a safety from Nas. Malik, um, sorry, Noel scored a touchdown, um, and they were able to put together a really complete game on both sides of the ball. Um, I liked what they were doing at the end of the game, trying to get more points on the board to get that point differential up, because they know if they're going to make the playoffs, it's probably going to be through a tie with some point differential, And um, but... They win 23-0, they basically even. They basically had an even day, they had a plus three day point differential wise, so probably going to have to get two more wins on the season in the last three games, but um, they're finding their groove now, they have three and a half games, they're finishing a game this week that they played last week, a couple weeks ago, that didn't finish, so that's a, in a 14-14 game, so they're going to have a lot, they got a lot still going for them this season, they still have four games to go, um, four chances to get two wins probably is what they're going to need, maybe three wins, but I think two will give them a good shot. Um, and the last game of the day, they take care of business, win the game 23-0, and uh, give their season some life. As for Appalachian State, hope they're able to get their guys back this week. Um, Still trying to figure out a quarterback situation for them. Um, But it's been a tough year for them, 0-4 now. Um, Not looking great, but still time to make a run. Got to win at least two or three of the next four games, but... Never say never, boys. Never say never. All right, that does it for the preview. I mean, the recap. I'll do my power rankings now. My power rankings are as follows. I like Colorado as the top team in the league. I like Kentucky as the number two team in the league. Um, Number three, this is where it starts to get a little interesting. Now, the standings which we will post later. You may, By the time you hear this, they might be on the Instagram. If they're not, they will be shortly after. Um, number three in the stand... All right, let's go through the standings first. I'm sorry, we're going to start the standings. Colorado, Kentucky, AM, and UTEP, Oregon, Tulane, Texas, Stanford. That's the cutoff line for the playoffs. And then Portland State and App State. Sorry, Portland State is one in three, not one in four. Um. What's it called? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. My power rankings are as follows. I think Colorado is the best team in the league. I think Kentucky is the second best team. Give me Texas A&M third. Give me Oregon fourth. UTEP fifth. Stanford six. Texas seven. Tulane. No. Mm, Tulane seven. Texas eight. Portland state nine. App state ten. Uh, my reasoning. Colorado. Only undefeated team left. They beat everyone pretty convincingly. Um, and I think they look the best. Kentucky, they play played some close games. They've gotten a lot of big stops when needed. I like them. They play a really complete game. They're probably the most complete team in the league, um, top to bottom, I think. A M. and m Garland's playing good football right now. Just beat Oregon. I think they have, a, they have a big game against Colorado this week, and I think they have Kentucky later in the season. Um, or no, no, they don't have Kentucky, actually. That's, that's a game that we're not going to be able to see until potentially the playoffs. Um, I said I like Oregon fourth because I think they, they have a really good quarterback, and they prove that they can do it on both sides of the ball. UTEP is a team that we haven't seen play in two weeks, but I am confident that they could easily get two wins on the day on this Sunday and be vaulted up power rankings. Then I know I'm two and four, but I still think we could beat anyone in the league. And then Tulane, Texas, round out the six and the seven and eight spot. Tulane, got to figure out what they are with Jeremy Cruz, a quarterback. Texas, got to get healthy, got to see you with a full team. Portland State nine got one win gotta see more app state obviously 10 the only winless team left in the league okay let's go to a preview for this sunday's games first game of the day at nine o'clock gonna be the second half of the utep versus portland state game the game is tied at 14 starting in the second half portland state's ball when they come out of half um I'm going to roll with UTEP. Think they're the better team. Think they're going to get the job done. Uh, In the first half of this game, it was torrentially downpouring. Abdul and Portland State were able to use that to their advantage. With better weather this Sunday, I expect UTEP to come out early, talking some shit. Portland State's not going to back down because they were ready to play that game in the the torrential downpour hurricane. Um, But I think it's going to be a great second half and UTEP's going to come out on top. 9.30 game, UTEP versus Oregon. Uh, UTEP shouldn't be too tired in this game. This is a game of two teams that are ranked 4th and 5th in my power rankings, ranked 4th and 5th in the standings as well, uh, but flipped. Um, hmm, This is a really good game. This is UTEP playing the second game, I'm putting that in quotes, of a doubleheader. Oregon playing their only game on the day. Uh, Give me UTEP. I think uh, playing a second half isn't going to too much of like it's not going to cause too much of a problem for them in the second game i think it's going to be a very evenly matched game that's at 9 30 utep versus oregon 9 30 um and i'm going to take utep to go 2-0 and on the day get two wins get themselves to 4-1 in the season and be battling for those top seeds in the league the rest of the way out uh that would have oregon falling of three and four with just one game left which um if you told them before the season they lost their quarterback and they were going to be uh, around 500, 4-4, four four, maybe 4-3 four after this one. Don't think they'd be shaking their head at it. So uh, I'm rolling with 2 tap in this game. I, I I bet on Oregon last week they lost. I'm betting against Oregon this week. We'll see what happens. Other 9-30 game, Portland State versus Texas A&M. and m um, only has one game on the day. This is their only game on the day. Um, going to be a very... Mm, depending how that Portland State game goes... It could be very interesting to see how uh, they react to their game too. Based on their performance in game one, if they're able to pull out a win in that second half game against UTEP. Okay, next game on the schedule, we've got, oh, I'm losing it, uh, Colorado versus Kentucky probably the game of the day. Actually, I lied. It is the game of the day in the week. It is the top two teams in the standings, the top two teams in the power rankings facing off against each other. Um, Should be a great game. Uh, This is the first game of a doubleheader for Colorado on the day, starting at 10.30. Um, I'm I'm mad that I'm playing during this one because I would love to watch it and um, enjoy it as a fan of the game, but I will be playing at the same time. But... um, Key factors in this game are going to be how with the Liam versus Justin matchup. Um, is Colorado going to be able to keep up with Kentucky because they got a lot of fast receivers, a lot of guys that can get open? Defense for the secondary for Colorado has been the best in the league in taking the ball over, take turning the ball over, and turning those turnovers into points on defense or on offense. So, going to be a very great game. I think it's going to be a one-score game. I'm taking Colorado. I was dumb enough to pick against them last week, and Tulane let me down. Um, so I'm gonna roll Colorado in this one against Kentucky. I think Kentucky uh one point win last week against us, lost the previous week to Texas squad that I think they should have beaten. Uh but I mean the, yeah, they probably should have beaten, but um they could win this game, but I'm gonna roll with Colorado. I think they get the job done. I think they proved to 4 0. And then in the last game of the day, they play Appalachian State, who is currently the bottom team in the league. Colorado is the top dog in the league as it stands, and if my predictions are correct this week, they will continue to be the top dog in the league, move to 5-0, get another uh, a 2-0 day with two weeks to go and be 5-0, and once again, Suroff will be looking at an undefeated season potentially, and um, we've seen this all before, and we're seeing it again. The Justin-Suroff combo is a lethal one in the league, um, and Suroff knows that this is this could be the season. So uh, I got Colorado going two and in the day, Kentucky falling to zero and one. I know I just talked quickly about the eleven thirty game for Appalachian State, but uh, ten thirty game, Stanford versus Tulane. Um, I think I'm going to call it a must-win for Stanford. Uh, we need to come out, play very aggressive, be good on both sides of the ball, and pull flags well. Because if we don't, we will lose this game. Um, offensive line needs to show up and play well. They have a really good defensive line that likes to get after the quarterback. Delon Douglas, um, uh, Vic. I'm forgetting other Tilla Tempa. So um, they got a lot of guys that get after the quarterback, and they have underrated guys in the league. Uh, a lot of new guys lead that have already made names to themselves. Dave Fleming's been a really good corner the last two seasons. Uh, Dan Park has been really good. Um, Chris Johnson. So they, they got a really talented bunch. I just gotta, we got to see how Jeremy Cruz plays a quarterback. That's going to determine how their the rest of their season goes. They're two and two. Stanford's hit to two and four. I'm obviously picking myself in this game as I am this season. I'm two and four picking picking in the Stanford games. Um, and hopefully, we were able to pull it out. I think we're going to be able to get it done. We looked really good last week on both sides of the football. Just have to clean up the little bit of little quick mental mistakes that we make. And I think we'll be in good shape. Tulane does a good job um, at forcing bad throws from the quarterback. So I need to really be on my game, making good decisions, getting rid of the ball fast, not allowing their D line to um, be a huge part and factor in this game and kind of let my guys on the outside let determine how this game goes. So. Rolling with Stanford. We need to get the job done. And uh, yeah, must win for us going into week six. All right, that does it for the week five preview. Appreciate you all listening. Um, yeah, uh, definitely appreciate you all listening. Uh, Sayerville High School this week, we're starting at nine o'clock with one game, and then the rest of the games will start at 9 30 and so on and so forth. Um, be there, be ready to play. Getting close to the playoffs, got to make your push now. If you're on the bottom half of the standings, got to maintain your spot at the top if you're near the top right now. Thank you for listening again, everybody. See you at the field on Sunday at 9 a.m. Peace.